right, I think we're ready to start the show. Can I get a quick check from all you guys? Hello. 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 All right, I can hear all of you. Excellent. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny K. With me, as always, and uh, joining us from a different location, Mr. Greenlee. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, just trying to survive in hostile environments and without food or toilet paper. <laughs> you you, cho- you chose a bad time to uh, take a vacation. Uh, oh, definitely, yeah. You got your guys's OJ worked. We have Revsven joining us this week. How are you doing, Revsven? Oh, I'm doing so much better, Danny. Thank you for asking. I have missed you guys dearly. <laughs> you are very welcome. Guys, we have a very special guest this week, someone who I've been trying to get on the show for a while. Welcome, Mr. William Strife. How are you doing, Will? Oh, I'm all right. You know, surviving the uh, lockdown and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, which... Apocalypse. I have some things to get out of the way, and I will be mentioning uh, that as well. But first, um, just a reminder, we are sponsoring SWA Motorsports racer Dead Shattern as he hits the track in the Outsider Racing League. Watch him rep the NTN logo Saturdays at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on SYM TV, the YouTube channel. Links are in the description of the episode if you guys are watching on the VOD or listening on Spotify. Um, of course, if you guys are new to the show, welcome. If you like what we do, we hope that uh, you'll follow us here on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube, and maybe even tell your friends. Um, I do have one announcement. Last week, Green and I announced that there will be a, um online creators meetup in Cedar Rapids, Iowa on April 25th at Iowa Brewing Company in uh, Cedar Rapids, like I said. Uh, unfortunately, they have closed their tap room down for four weeks related to um, the this public health crisis. So that date is now uh, to be considered TBD to be determined. Um, While it sucks, I want to kind of speak on, I think, behalf of everyone here that what's more important than any gathering or any job is that is the health and safety of you and your loved ones. So please, 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 please listen to the advice uh, given to the public by health officials. Wash your hands often, including before, during and after food preparation Maintain a limited amount of social interactions, human contact uh, throughout your days. Um, Also, just a reminder, please be kind to each other. Maintain calm and remember that there are others who may not have the same resources as you uh, to handle crises like this. So I ask that you guys also consider donating food and hygiene products to your local food shelters. It's an easy and safe way to help out others in this time of crisis. Uh, Am I good to sign you guys on to that too? (laughs) Very well put. I, I liked that actually. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty straight and forward. Hot. <laughs> awesome. So that's some of the stuff I wanted to get out of the way of the show, uh, right or right on at the start of the show here. But, um, Will, I kind of wanted to start you off. Uh, you have a game that you want to talk about this week. <laughs> oh, I uh, wanted to talk about it. You were asking for questions, uh, topics. Yeah, sure. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> uh, it was it was rumored a while back that it was going to come to PC, but they've they've officially uh, confirmed it. Uh, Guerrilla Games, who made it, and well, it's 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 official. It's going to come to PC, and um, that's not a bad thing at all. That's not a bad thing at all. It's a um, it's a game that has earned the uh, review scores that it's gotten on the P- PlayStation Four, and. I don't know. I like I'm the type of guy who tries to read tea leaves on this stuff. You know, it's because Guerrilla Games is a 100% Sony owned and published studio. 
So the fact that it's coming to PC is rather, it's a little bit bizarre. It's not something that you would expect to see uh, come to pass. So it's like, what are they, what's, what's the game plan here? Is this supposed to be hype for the sequel that yeah. probably will end up PlayStation 5 exclusive or... Uh, or is Sony like softening their attitude about like having exclusives and being like, you know what, after like all the residuals for sales have really dried up, let's just move something over to the PC because then people will be super, super happy that they have it there and they'll probably buy a lot more copies than we would see over the next, you know, three years in a day. So <clears throat> something to that effect. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You, you sound like you're on a roll, but I completely forgot. I, I introduced <laughs> you and forgot to have you plug yourself. Will, for the oh, people who huh. don't know who you are, uh, tell them what you do, where people can find you, and um, how long you've been doing it. I am so sorry I forgot to have you plug yourself here at the start of the show. No, no, it's, it's, it's cool. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an old school YouTuber, like so old school that I probably predate most of the channels that you know out there. I've, had a, I've been on YouTube since 2007, I think, 2008. Uh, really freaking long time and um i'm still on youtube you can find me at youtube.com slash will strife i believe uh will instead of william i think and um you can also find me over on twitter at, i am at w strife um that's pretty much it I, I still make videos on youtube i stream twice a week on twitch and i try to focus on making game guides and whatnot i've done a lot of Minecraft in the past, and what really got me started was uh, Bethesda games, uh, Oblivion, then Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, and um, of course Skyrim. So that's yeah. I loved the I'm Ron Burgundy kind of like uncertainty. <laughs> that was <laughs> so just real quick. I've been watching, and we we were talking about this pre-show. Uh, I've been watching your channel since the Fallout New Vegas guides that you did. Um, and if you guys are looking for some bingeable let's plays, I cannot <sighs> recommend, uh, Will's, um, playthrough of Fallout New Vegas and his playthrough of Skyrim, uh, <laughs> enough, very bingeable. Um, and there's a lot of episodes out there. You did Skyrim for what? Every week for two years, right? Uh, yeah, I think I got to 104 episodes and I never missed an episode, I believe. Um, and I didn't even get through all of the content. Like I got through most of the game and then I was like, you know what? They're like, it, it, I think it's time to end this. So, <laughs> you know, just, just crossing my fingers. I backed up like the whole game installation with all the mods and the save data. And I was like, Bethesda's going to announce Elder Scrolls six with a proper trailer one of these days. And that happens. I'll go back and I'll, I'll pick that series back up and I'll, I'll start doing it again. Play through all that other content that I didn't get around to. Yeah, only got three out of four guilds. So, <laughs> so my deepest apologies for for forgetting to have you plug right away. But uh, your thoughts on on Horizon Zero Dawn? You were talking about getting it back on PC, or I'm um, not getting it back on, but getting it on PC in the first place. Um, what was your experience when you when you did play uh, Horizon Jeez. Zero Dawn on PS4? So uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on the PS4, it's it runs well, but like, have you ever played a game that's really really good? And it's so good that some of the minor quirks or scratches on its finely polished surface, it's like, why did they do this? Mm -hmm. This has just turned this has turned into a much larger annoyance. That's you know, it, it gets it's something that's so small it would not get on your nerves normally. 
in yeah. in a less impressive game. And so far as Horizon Zero Dawn goes, first thing is the fact that it's got special menu music. Mm. Um, so if you if you ever played Far Cry Three, it had like this annoying wubbing in the background whenever you brought the map. Yeah, and Horizon Zero Dawn has like this almost choral type music that's going on in the background and the track starts over new every time you open up the menu so and and so it's like you'll be going through uh some sort of a fight with an enormous machine and you'll run out of arrows you have to open your menu right away you have to hear that same music every single time you fast travel it plays the music during the load screen you know like just it, it it's one of those things where just ooh, car uh, like carve it into stone. No special music for your freaking menus, um, but it's it's a situation where the game is it's really really good. It's really good. Um, so those small problems they they just they 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 glare that much more whenever you have a good experience overall. <clears throat> and no, gone. No, no, no. What what were you gonna say? Um, a good comparison that I would draw would be the Tomb Raider games, if you've ever played them on PC. Um, because the shooting mechanics will work perfectly fine on keyboard and mouse. I, I, I fully feel that in its entirety. Because you know, like the ability to slightly push forward the joystick and everything, as long as there's like a like a toggle on and off to like slow down whenever you're sneaking in tall grass and whatnot. I I, I don't see any of that really affecting you in any major way the difference between a controller and a keyboard um there is there's there there's something to be said about the game's art direction in total where it's like environmentally it's very beautiful but one of the problems that i had going through the entirety of the game was horizon zero dawn came out in the same release window as breath of the wild <laughs> And I had to make a decision about which game to play at that time. And I chose Breath of the Wild because, you know, I'm a huge Zelda fan. So years later, I finally get my hands on Horizon Zero Dawn and I play it. And because the, the two games came out at the same time and I saw all the social media stuff about it at the same time, I couldn't help but compare Horizon to Breath of the Wild constantly. And what Nintendo did with Breath of the Wild was they had a very simple and forward visual message. It was like... If something's important, it's glowing. If you haven't been there, it's glowing orange. If you've been there, it's glowing blue. And it was direct about like where an enemy's weak point was or anything like that. Horizon Zero Dawn, it kind of tries to do that. But then you get into the situation of there's... The, the screen is too busy. Um, they don't make the colors or the weak points pop out really, really well. So you can be confused. Um, maybe it's just me, but I, I don't think that there was any effective lock-on mechanics for the game. Um, so wrangling the camera constantly, uh, when, with how fast paced the game was, I found myself, you know, spending large amounts of time just running away, trying to get the camera to the right spot because enemies will run super, super fast and they will get ahead of you and they will jump around you. And I remember having a lot of trouble with some of the larger enemies, where they will charge you and you probably can't dodge a great enough distance to actually dodge their attack and stuff like that. It's It's got some rough spots in regards to the 
combat. And because I was constantly comparing it to Breath of the Wild, which in my opinion is a very, very good example of a game that you want to try to recreate the experience of, because in Breath of the Wild, if you like go down a small hill, you just kind of slide down the hill in a very unrealistic way, you know? Um, like as, as, an, as an object in a 3D space, you just kind of go down the hill. In Horizon Zero Dawn, a lot of your movements are painstakingly uh, animated. And to engage in an animation whenever you're like trying to step down a small cliff or something, you know, it was like, oh God, don't like, you're waiting for an animation whenever things are really, really big and a lot is happening at the same time. Again, like I'm, I'm nitpicking the ever-living life out of this game but you know whenever you make a good experience that looks amazing the small things they always stick out more so i hope that that made sense what i just said <laughs> yeah i was following along i mean a lot it's i mean overall i mean you're talking about an a plus experience or an a experience and only thing that's keeping it from a plus is like these little things it's almost like a you know, it's a it's like a fabulously written essay that you know just has a few grammatical errors, almost, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that would probably be a good way to put it. Um, as somebody who's played the game, I can understand exactly where you're coming from on a lot of that. You know, like like the small things, like what was it, some of the uh, some of the facial animations from time to time in the uh, oh, yeah. in the dialogue, it, small stuff like that. It, it definitely shines whenever the rest of the game is so well done and polished. I mean that that also speaks to um some of the writing like the overarching story is pretty compelling like what happened here why does like what what's going on why does the world look the way that it does etc learning the overarching story is really really great um but there's something to be desired in like some of the npc one-to-one -one discussions not all the npcs are really all that interesting not all of their lines are really all that well written um you can end up feeling like, geez, um, why on earth are these discussions so awkward when a whole lot of the rest of the game is still is so great? I mean, some of the most standout moments in the game are like when you talk to random people for side quests and they have this thing going on and they've spent seemingly more time writing out that dialogue or maybe someone who was a better writer but lower on the totem pole was writing, you know, like the side quests and then someone who had more clout was writing the dialogue for more important story-centric quests or something. That's the best way that I could probably put it, but mm -hmm. it it like the some of the character interactions are like, what? Why? What's going on here? Huh? <laughs> um the the number one problem I have is it 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 suffers. <laughs> it suffers from a fate of there's a dying man lying in a riverbed and you walk up to him and he's been suffering and you know fading for who knows how long and the minute you talk to him he he spews out his last words and he goes and then he's dead and, it, and the game does that a lot mm. where you know it's like geez that seems like a really old trope for movies where if someone goes they're dead um and it, it does that a lot so yeah it a lot of death rattles huh mm -hmm. yeah um I've heard uh, absolutely fantastic things about the story and, and the setting and, and such. Um, and I've watched a lot of people play Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, for someone who has watched a lot of it, um, what, what there would you say 
what is there for someone who's like watched the game to go on ahead and pick it up and play it right now on PC? Um, one of its strongest components is its exploration. Really, the, the, the super strong part of this game is the ability to go out into the world, just explore areas, and find collectibles. It, it depends on what you find fun in a game. But personally, what I find fun is looking for the small, dark corners of the world, picking up the collectibles, um, trying to complete uh, you know, collections of stuff and whatnot that you can uh, assemble. That is by far the most important thing to me in an open world game, you know, whenever it came to like uh, Skyrim or uh, Oblivion or Fallout or anything like that. It was always about like the small things that are, exist out in the world that you could collect up. And there's a lot of that. There, there, there is so much of it going on. And there's tons of little log books all over the place um, for, that are like left behind from the world before everything went wrong that helped to paint a picture of what's uh what the world was like before everything happened so that is really not something that you can get in a playthrough on youtube and if you do get it a get it in a playthrough on youtube or twitch um you know there's long spaces of just like running around across the map that might not be all that entertaining to just watch someone else do so uh, just that alone experience of you and the world and exploring that's really the strongest component of the game in my opinion awesome uh green padre thoughts opinions anything you want to ask will on on uh, horizon zero dawn i i do gotta ask what was your what, what were your thoughts on the fact that it seemed like you, you there, there's parts in it when you're exploring that it seems like you're jumping from like the Rocky Mountains to the of Colorado to like the deserts of Arizona in a pretty short span of time, but it's like so exact and absolute that it feels like you're tr you're traveling too fast across these landscapes. Did you kind of feel that too? Because like, whenever I played it, like whenever you're coming down from the mountains, all of a sudden, bam! You're it's like you're in the Arizona desert, and, and I get you know obviously you can only have so much yeah you know, there, but it just like it seemed kind of sudden in certain points. But again, it's just one of those like minor things. Did, did you kind of get that same vibe from some of those parts? Yeah, I, I kind of did. It was extremely striking because you basically start in kind of a snowy, somewhat snowy wooded area, and then you move into a plains area, and then you travel down the road. And before you know it, you're like in the Red Rock Canyon, you know? Yeah. So like that that was it was very striking but to me whenever i stumbled into that new era i was like wow when did this happen because i wasn't really paying attention i was just walking down the road mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the, the the setting had changed the the change in setting doesn't bother me so much it was it was more pleasant to me that it was like oh okay so they didn't just use the exact same palette for the whole game you know? Yeah, yeah, because they were very, very different. Like whenever you'd go from from one uh, biome to the other, essentially it was, it was very different. And in the landscaping was beautiful in it. Oh yeah, yeah. like running around like the uh, the the big main city, which I think is called Meridian. Like I think so. I, I I wandered through some of like the the agricultural areas, and I was like, man, they they spent a lot of time studying the way that like Rome probably built irrigation because that's what this looks like right here so yeah and and there was <laughs> you were he was talking about the um 
like the little logs and diary entries and stuff like that you could find there were so many things in those that kind of gave you almost pinpoint accuracy locations of where you were in the real world it mm-hmm. was the the in-depth amount of uh of just detail that they went in 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 places that people probably a lot of people who were just trying to get through the game and the storyline never even saw or noticed the 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 time and effort they put into those things it was absolutely magnificent it was such such a good game yeah uh, the top tier world building just mm-hmm. hands down fantastic world building worth doing uh and it depends on how detailed you want to get with your gameplay so yeah yeah that's was, your stuff it, you you're gonna find you're gonna find a lot of fun there if you enjoy that experience oh yeah yeah if you're a com- like a game completionist there's material for you yeah there's there's a lot of it Awesome. Uh, Green Elite, have you had any experience with Horizon Zero Dawn? Any thoughts, questions, opinions want to share on, on this? No, you pretty much uh, covered everything that I, I had questions for previously. Cool. Awesome. I so, guess the, oh, go ahead. I guess, I guess the last thing to bring up is, jeez, uh, when the announcement happened, how many freaking PlayStation 4 fans freaked out? <laughs> it, it it went a little over the top, didn't it? Yeah, it was, it was so, Honestly, it was kind of disturbing. In I, some I, of them. Yeah, I tweeted about that whenever it came out. I was like, it it was it's both surprising and unsurprising and disappointing and like like I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was like I'm I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed, more or less. And then someone replied to me because basically the 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 PC gamers were like, deal with it, you know. That that was the overwhelming response to the PlayStation fans who were super upset about it. And then someone responded to me and said, I can't wait to find out that there's going to be a certain level of irony if it comes to PC to the Epic Game Store exclusively for a while after it does this. And I read that and I was like, wow, that will be a special type of irony right there. Uh, Because you know how a lot of people react to the uh, Epic Game Store. So, yeah, that's (laughs) that, that that will be a level of irony probably unseen in gaming in a while uh well it's possible it's not for certain though so yeah uh anything else on horizon zero dawn we want to talk about right now last thing it's not going to come to the epic game store sony's creating its own game launcher it's going to be it's going to be streamable it's going to be the competition to geforce is what geforce now is what it is wait they're they're taking it to their that, that was completely sarcastic oh <laughs> i, did, I like, just sold it well fucking hell you did <laughs> you sold me on that you got me <laughs> bamboozled you uh, fucking troll you fell for one of the classic bamboozles uh. Start calling you Mirage with all that bamboozling over there. Um, all right, so we'll move on here uh, to Call of Duty Warzone. Me and Greenly got our hands on it. Did either of you guys, uh, Padre or, or Will, uh, get your hands on Call of Duty Warzone? I have not yet. I, I still need to download it, but it's such a chunky boy. It is such <laughs> a chunky download. Um... So yeah, real quick, Call of Duty Warzone, if you guys didn't see the show or see uh, the news on this, it's a free-to-play standalone battle royale uh, that you can get through the uh, Battle.net launcher. It's built on the Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare uh, system, and you can install it, like I said, through Battle.net. 
Uh, some minimum requirements for folks real quick. CPU Intel uh, Core i3-3440 or an AMD FX-3600. Uh, it wants you to have 8 gigs of RAM uh, for a G uh, GPU, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 670 or 1650, or if you're on AMD, a Radeon HD 7950. And like we said, it's a big old chunky download. It wants you to have 90 gigs of hard drive space. <laughs> oh, wow. <sighs> it is a chunky download. Um, I mean, for a battle royale game, jeez. Yeah, it's wow. Uh, it is cross-platform, and the monetization is um, they have a ba ten dollar battle pass similar to Fortnite and Apex that unlocks cosmetics and other rewards. Um, so yeah, that's all the basic screen. I'm gonna hand it off to you. Describe this fucking game. Yeah, Hold one second here. I apologize for the audio sounds. I'm not on my normal microphone as well. Uh, but Warzone currently comes with uh, two game modes, Classic, Battle Royale, and Plunder. Um, first, with starting off with the Classic Battle Royale, it's a 150-player max game mode that has uh, uh, right now three-man squads, and they also introduced solos today. Um, brings a good mix of the Classic COD gunfights with the Battle Royale genre. Uh, Battle Royale also brings some cool aspects like a ping system um, similar to that of Apex and an in-game monetary system um, it's not something you have to pay for um, it's le legitimately you get money in the game by doing certain things um, and you can use the, that money to purchase items during the match like armor plates, loadout drops and uh, respawning teammates if they've been killed um, they also have some side missions called contracts that teams can complete for money, um, like bounties uh, are one of them, on, uh, and that's bounties set on other players. Um, and then there's one that you can like capture points, and then you secure that point, that spot, and it'll give you cash and like a, a good gun. Um, and then there's a few other ones that I, I didn't actually get to see very often um so that's the general gist of the battle royale um the plunder is a new mode um that's simply put as first one a million dollar wins that that's it um squads drop in and loot um they complete contracts and kill other teams to gain the, the money um cash then can be, can be deposited throughout the match via deposit helicopters and special deposits throughout the map um they're kind of like balloons like you attach the money to balloons and you send them up they're really hard to find in the match uh, so that's something you want to be aware of as well um uh, one thing to be warned about with that is the higher that you have in cash uh the more you become a target for other teams um, as you continue to gain cash, if you're in the top three, you're marked on the on the the radar, so people know exactly where you're at. Um, then, um, one of the biggest things is uh, you don't actually um, when you die, you're you respawn in that match. It's not a one and done thing like regular battle royales with with the plunder um you respawn as many times until a team reaches one million dollars or um the game runs out of time 
So um, that's a big catch with that. Um, that can make for a really long match, just depending on how many teams actually load in and uh, how many gunfights happen and stuff like that, people stealing money. Um, it, but it's a really interesting game mode as well. Uh, but that's pretty much the, the game itself for the Battle Royale. Um, you can, and that's free to play, as Danny said. Um, you can download that separate from the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, I know you, if you buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you, you can you have an, a separate link that you go to in the game just to access War, Warzone. And I think it, right now, if you download uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you automatically get Warzone in that download as well. So if you buy the full game, it'll come with that pre-install. So. Yeah, uh, and then did you mention the Gulag? Oh, I did not. I actually forgot to put that in my notes. Yeah, so the Gulag uh, is like when, when you have a teammate that goes down, or the first time that you die, any of your teammates that die, uh, you get thrown into what they call the Gulag, where you have to fight in a one-on-one Um in a small arena and then whoever wins that that one-on-one gets respawned back in the map so you get one life um and then with the in-game cash that you find around the maps you can also uh so like say green and i are playing and i because i'm uh trash uh die twice (laughs) um once and i win the gulag and then i come back and i die again he can actually buy me back into the game which is uh pretty interesting i mean it it takes that step that apex took and kind of elevates it in terms of of respawning and and maintaining your team composition um uh but yeah some some other thoughts on the screen what do you think um well uh i actually really enjoyed this game um if uh, it feels all like they did. Uh, it feels like they did it right this time, uh, and it definitely blows Black Ops Four Blackout out of the water. Uh, it doesn't replace Apex for me. It's my number one battle royale, but with the crossplay and the free to play, uh, it's definitely a battle royale that will be in my rotation. And, and honestly, it's going to be a, a top five game in the foreseeable future, um, with Twitch streamers uh, or any streamers in general, as well as. Uh, something just to kill time, especially when there's no other games that you really want to play at the moment. Um, and I'm saying that provided Activision and the devs don't inevitably fuck something up. Um, because Activision, Activision Blizzard's had a pretty dicey uh, track record. Yeah, they've had, especially this last year, they've been a little, uh, a little dicey. <laughs> Um, which real quick, just on Activision Blizzard, apparently, uh, Polygon, uh, had a scoop on Hearthstone, like an, on a Hearthstone update and they accidentally published it <laughs> and they had to take it down. Um, but someone archived it first. So that was, a <laughs> that was something this week that was pretty funny. Um, like, so my, some of my final thoughts on the game, uh, the game isn't bad by any means. Uh, for the most part, the ga- uh, the game plays really well and it runs really smooth. Uh, the guns feel great for me. Sound feedback on the weapons are, are pretty good. As someone who 
a lot of my, you know, I base a lot of my opinions on my experiences with squad and insurgency, uh, source and sandstorm. Uh, the guns, you know, gunplay is a big thing for me and they all, you know, it feels good. My big problem was that the game crashed on me four to five times. I meet the minimum requirements. I don't know why it kept crashing. I checked drivers. I checked install. I verified the install. I don't know why, uh, but just because it keeps crashing, it probably won't be in my regular uh, rotation. So you meet you meet minimum specs without streaming, though. Yeah, that's that's a part of it. So it might be one of those things where it, it won't be something I stream. Maybe I'll join uh, Green on a Saturday night. I haven't really played it much off of stream. To be, you're right. To be 100% transparent, I haven't played it much off of stream. So, and I haven't crashed the few times that I have. So that'll have to be something uh, to be tested out in the future. So it might be one of those things if uh, I'm doing nothing on a Saturday night while I'm not streaming and Green is playing, I might join Green um, and we'll see. So yeah, that was good point. 100% transparency is what we strive for here. Um, but yeah, I mean, did you, Will, Rev, what do you guys think? Any thoughts on it? Any opinions, questions? I had I had one question on plunder. Uh, you, you said it, it could make for a long game if uh, if nobody stacks up that million, but you did also say that the game can end if a time limit is reached. How long is the time limit on that game? Um, I'm not exactly sure what the time limit was. I think I was in there for a good long time because uh, we were going to play a match with Danny, um, but he crashed before it loaded in. I want to say it was... 45 minutes or an hour Ooh, almost okay. um, I, i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm pretty sure that that's right around the time and so question number two, up... with it being with it being free to play real mm -hmm. quick i do want to know um if you bought the original like the actual call of duty modern warfare that this game kind of piggybacks off of do you get any kind of you know perk to a battle pass or anything like that for having actually purchased the full game like because i know a lot of people actually bought modern warfare in anticipation for a better battle royale coming with it and so i didn't know if maybe you got like that first hunt or that first battle pass or something like that along with it for having purchased the game um the biggest thing is you already have because uh, you can pull loadout drops to where you're you can use your loadouts from the regular game um so that's the biggest thing if you're already leveled up and you already have those weapon loadouts that you like in the regular game you can actually pull those into your battle royale game that battle royal match okay almost like a cross That's save the, where it's like yeah okay i got you biggest thing for me is getting the loadouts for the weapons yeah uh will uh i hate to break it to you but i just do not care about battle royale games <laughs> I've, I've apex fortnite PUBG. just i tried them never cared for them so yeah. i all i can do is shrug yeah, There's... me and Danny actually talked about that the other day, uh, kind of on a personal side note. We talked about how we both got into Apex when it first came out, and then we fell out of it after the first Battle Pass release, and then something kind of pulled us back into it. And we've actually both been in enjoying it quite a bit. Oh, the something was green elite. The something for me was green. He he drug me down with him, um, into the pit that was Apex Legends. I mean, the other battle royales that I've enjoyed since the craze started like really thoroughly enjoyed was ring of elysium because it was basically just PUBG mobile ported by tencent to pc 
um, without a bunch of the other stuff. Uh, and then uh, Darwin Project, which uh, we've talked about on the show before, but is, you know, the it's the Battle Royale with like 10 players. And one of them is the omniscient game director who has all sorts of powers over the game and stuff like that. I don't know if you've seen it, Will. Um, can't say that i have <laughs> yeah it's yeah. actually a pretty pretty interesting take on uh on the entire concept of battle royales it it kind of took it to a different level because i'm like i'm i'm for the longest time i was in kind of the same boat where like, i'm not a, i don't like fortnite i tried realm royale couldn't get into it PUBG wasn't ever my thing um apex does kind of hit a little different for me uh and i i did like the call of duty games so i, I will be looking forward to giving this a try uh, especially considering it, it is cross-platform, I still have my Xbox, so I may just download it on it just to at least kind of get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. And then if I if if I kind of like it, then I'll squat up. But we'll have to see. Yeah, they, well, they're working on getting duos for that. Uh, but anything else on Cor- uh, COD Warzone, guys? Nothing. No. Do you guys want to take a quick break, or do we want to go on to our next uh, topic? Yes, please. Quick break. Break would be nice. Quick break, yeah. All okay. right, guys. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay right there. Ba-dum-tsh. And we're back. Um. So. Um. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> back from break. I hope you guys had a good break. Thank you guys for sticking with us here. We have another topic here, another review that we need to get out of the way uh, that uh, Revspan has been sitting on for about a week now because uh, he was sick. Um, yeah. Want to talk about Broomstick League? Yes, I do. This game has been an absolute delight for me so far. Um, so Broomstick League is a game put out by Virtual Basement that essentially kind of piggybacks off of uh, the concept of Rocket League uh, in the, you know, they only have 2v2 and 3v3 right now, but you can set up 1v1 private servers, but it's, you know, it's almost like soccer, but most of you would probably compare it to Quidditch. Um, it's, a lot of us have just been calling it Quidditch League because it's it's essentially what it is. Um, but it's it's a much more like kind of independently released game, you know, because while technically uh psionics is still a an independent company epic has dipped their hands a lot into it and it's polished it up a lot and it's it's a lot less kind of like indie style than uh than it used to be but with broomstick league essentially you're again you're either in 2v2 or 3v3 game modes and you instead of a little what like the little uh snitch or whatever that that thing's not involved at all because i think you can only push the boundaries so far before you start getting those cease and desist letters um but you you essentially use magnet spells to bring in this giant ball and launch that right at a goal. Um, you you have to be a lot more um, effective at essentially full omnidirectional movement because you know you've got ups, downs, left, rights, forwards, backs, not just uh, you know flying through the air like a dainty little sock car, if you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's a uh, it's been a it's been a real fun game to play so far. Uh, I originally got to try it out in the beta, but I got the game key before I got my computer, so I never got to actually officially fire it up, and my heart was broken. Uh, but luckily, you know, it, with with stuff like that, whenever the, those game keys are distributed, they do carry over. Um, they carry over to full release. Uh, 
interesting little tidbit though uh from when i was streaming it and this this in my opinion is uh is actually something really positive when it comes to the, the gaming community as a whole is is that virtual basement actually popped by my stream while i was playing it and they had said that they were gonna take some streamers and put their logos in the games um and they're they're real like they don't take themselves too seriously so what they end up doing is uh they they were popping by streams and telling people yo all right you score this next goal i'm putting your logo in the game and you you know you can customize your character you can put stuff on their um on their capes you can change hairstyles stuff like that you know it, it's very basic customization it's not over the top uh but long story short i will be having my logo put in that game the next patch yeah eat but one thing that they did uh this is actually outside of gameplay itself that I, I was really a fan of there was a, there were some matchmaking issues on day one. The cool thing is if you can't get into a game within a certain amount of time, they actually go ahead and match you up against robots and the difficulty is scaled based on your level. So like if you went in, you were kicking ass and you leveled your character up and your team also leveled their characters up. If they do throw you against the computer, it auto adjusts the difficulty. You can't go in and just play against a scrub group of, uh, computer player or AI, which I thought was kind of cool, but they were having a lot of issues with getting people in matches with each other on day one. And, but the first thing they did, they heard people talking about it. They got on Twitter. They said, we're working right now on the patch to get it going. And they're very, very transparent about it. Um, which in, in my opinion, as somebody who's a fan of indie games, whenever a, a small company like that is transparent, that's, that's going to build a strong community around the game itself. Uh, me and uh me and a couple of friends got together and we started kind of learning the ropes on it and once you start learning how to actually rotate out you know goalies strikers and it it becomes it becomes a lot more fun in a competitive light uh although there are still people who i believe got way too good way too quick uh hacks but whatever <laughs> but all in all uh the game itself is is a very pleasant experience it's very inexpensive i think it only goes for typically 15 dollars on steam it is only on pc at the moment uh but it was on sale day one um it was only like 10 percent off so it was like 13 and some change but on that notion alone with as inexpensive as it is and how much fun you can have teaming up with your friends it's in my opinion uh, if you're into games like rocket league and and stuff like that like i am it's a, an absolute must. It's it's a fantastic game. The mechanics ran really smooth. Um, the I, I did try to run the game on my wife's computer, which did meet the minimum spec requirements. And this was without trying to stream it. And it was still a little choppy. It was it it didn't quite uh you know didn't quite own up. Yeah. So I would recommend whatever the minimum specs are. Go you know make sure you're a little bit higher. But once you once you do kind of get those those better uh, the better processing power and everything, the game runs ultra smooth and and really well for something that just kind of came out of the blue. There wasn't a whole lot of massive fanfare behind it. You know, it wasn't like this, which is surprising with as big as like Harry Potter is. You know, you you figured with an inexpensive game that's I mean, it's essentially Quidditch. People would have at least been flocking to try it, and I, I think it just kind of flew under the radar. But all in all, uh, I, I highly recommend it. It's such a such a fun game. Yeah. Um, what are they? So you said how much uh, for it retail it, right now? It was it was fourteen ninety nine on uh, on Steam. Okay. I'll 
I could double check that are real they, quick. Are they looking at selling any sort of like uh, pass or cosmetics and stuff like that, or? Uh, they, they haven't announced anything like that mm -hmm. uh, right now. Um, there's no extra monetization in the game at all. Um, you can unlock cosmetics as you go. There there are some that you can purchase with like the in-game currency. There are two different ones. Um, it, both kind of equally as easy to gain. Um, one of them is kind of based around your achievements and like how well you play, and the other is based around leveling up. And you can unlock any of the cosmetics with either currency. Uh, there are cosmetics, though, that you can only unlock in-game as you're playing. Um, so it kind of gives you that whole, you know, you can't just sit there and pump your in-game currency in and unlock everything. You do actually have to go in there and play the game and play it well. Uh, but as of right now, there has been no no notion of there being any kind of secondary monetization. Like, like you know, Rocket League does have the Rocket Pass where you unlock all the extra cosmetics as you level up your, your pass, but... As of right now, there's none of that. Mm -hmm. uh, Will, you look like you had a thought or a question you wanted to get out there. Am I mistaken? Uh, you would be because I've never played the game. Okay, <laughs> sorry you you had a you had a look on your face that you might have had like a thought or a question on, a, on this. Probably I'm itching my nose and trying not to touch my face as the CDC <laughs> has advised. So <laughs> it. Yeah, I think all of us have. I know this is my nervous habit right here. <laughs> it was like I'm, you know, I'm just gonna have to suffer through it and just like disinfect my hands all the time, because yeah, Same. it's all impossible. As I sit here and as I sit here and stare at the screen with my 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 hand in my face. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, go ahead. Another thing I will say uh, is the arenas that it, it randomly generates for you to play in are really cool. They kind of like pull from different mythologies and different uh, mystical elements. Like there's one arena where you're, you're literally playing in like a giant cage and there's this huge ogre standing outside, holding it, watching you play. Um, then there's another one that has like uh it's, it's a very like Nordic centric one. It's got Viking runes all the way around it and big, like big uh, concrete statues. But what my favorite arena it looks like it's open air. But once you go up high enough, you'll actually see a tail, a head, and two wings. You're actually on the back of a dragon, like the whole arena is. Uh, nothing that, and then there's another one that has like essentially like a kraken underneath it. It's like it looks like ice down there in the bottom, and you look down, and all of a sudden you'll just see it kind of like pop up under the ice and stare at you, and then it like disappears again. So it, nothing, you know, I mean, it doesn't have any effect on the game itself. It's just kind of a, a decent little aesthetic to it. Yeah, I thought was kind of cool. Uh, you, I mean, obviously the comparisons to Rocket League are, are pretty evident. Um, what, how does the verticality really change that? And do you think that's going to like differentiate itself enough from, from, uh, other games similar to this? When you, when you say verticality, you mean the, the ability to actually move up and down? Yeah. Like more <laughs> so, more so than, uh, Rocket League. Cause Rocket League, you can do jumps and stuff. But it's mm -hmm. not it's not the floating hovering uh you know, gravity affects you in in several different ways in Rocket League, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You have to actually feather your boost and fly through the air as as opposed to this one where you're literally just floating and you strafe up and down left and right. Um yeah, I, I think it adds I mean it, it's it's just a nice little element that, that kind of adds just that different that different dimension to it because uh, like you said the the comparisons to rocket league are very apparent i mean heck it's even the name is broomstick league you know it's 
it, it's not like it's trying to be something it's not pretending that it's being something it's not and and that's fine because in its own right it does kind of stand alone because again you know it does it, it does add that extra dimension which it, it does drastically affect the gameplay because you're having to go all directions you have knockaway spells so whenever you're like you're you're flying around with the ball you got it you know you used your magnet spell pulled it to you and you're trying to go hit a goal somebody catches up to you and they just use the knock you know they it's essentially an attack it knocks the ball out your hand and it they can come from anywhere you know that they can they can go way above you and actually angle down and shoot straight down at you it's it does. It adds it adds a whole different element to it. And I don't think that it necessarily needs to separate itself from the rest of the, you know, like the rest of the, the game similar to this as much as it does just need to be good at being its own thing, which it's it's off to a strong start, in my opinion. Um, I think if they add some more customization options later on, aside from just, you know, aside from just putting streamer logos in it, you know, add you know new colored capes and more goal explosions and and stuff like that, it'll kind of draw more eyes. Uh I think right now they're kind of just relying on the whole word of mouth marketing and, and, and that's fine. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a viable way for a small studio to get its, its name out there. And the more people to buy it, the more they can put into it and make it better, which I, I think they're off to a strong start. I really do. Cool. So you think the future is bright for this and you, and you recommend people check it out if they're interested. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're a Harry Potter fan and you've ever played rocket league, there's no reason not to, especially at only fifteen dollars. You know, I mean, if you could catch it on sale, great, by all means. But for fifteen dollars, it's it's not a bad, not a bad price, especially, you know, right out the gate with release, um, and then the possibilities for it expanding and becoming better in the future. I also see that they are going to be releasing it on PS4 at some point. Um, it doesn't say here whether or not it'll be cross-platform. Uh. I think that would be the smart move because that's one of the things that kind of set Rocket League apart in this kind of genre was its cross-platform capabilities and the fact that it's so difficult. Um, I don't recommend using mouse and keyboard. I recommend using a controller, but you know they, they say the same for Rocket League. Whenever you turn that game on and you're fixing to start using mouse and keyboard, it tells you, hey, we recommend you don't. <laughs> and, uh, and I kind of recommend the same for Broomstick League. Now, it does give you a tutorial on how to run through it with mouse and keyboard because there are dashes that you have to do in different directions and all kinds of stuff there is like a tutorial you have to go through at the beginning um and it, and it can be a little bit difficult but i think it was just kind of like some initial buggy issues because once they uh i went back through and tried to do it again on mouse and keyboard and was able to complete it a lot better about three days later uh so i i think it may have just been kind of one of those just like initial release bugs or something but it it's uh it's a little smoother now, but I still highly recommend using controller over mouse and keyboard. Awesome. Uh any other thoughts, questions, opinions we want to get out on Broomstick League? I would say just my my final thought on it is if uh if you're interested, pick it up. If if it's something that even remotely interests you, pick it up. The developers and the publishers, um, they're really they're really working tooth and nail to actually try to you know, to take care of the players. And that seems to, you know, it seems to be a rare commodity in the gaming world today, even though it's really not as much as it is. They're just not as transparent about it. But if it, it, it's a good community to be a part of, people have been that whenever you come across uh, competitors, people have been super nice, except for one group of trolls. Uh, but they got, they, they kind of got stomped on, which is fine. Um, 
all in all though yeah it's it's a strong community highly recommend awesome um so i figure we'll move on to our next topic here which is some gaming recommendations related to social distancing um there are probably lots of people out there who are finding a lot more free time on their hands right now as uh restaurants and uh bars and other businesses um have to close down due to the public health crisis that we are currently seeing a lot of other offices people are working from home or not uh working as much so i figured we'd kind of give uh some two to three game uh recommendations that people who find themselves with some extra free time should check out and will i would like to start with you if that's okay oh, oh, oh okay then i guess right now i'll take the opportunity to just bring up the fact that borderlands 3 has finally made its way to steam um and even though it's not a super sale that it's on right now um if you've played borderlands 2 basically more of the same with a bit of a fidelity upgrade you can get it for 30 bucks without uh, any of none of the none of the fancy stuff but um i've been playing through it this past week uh, well since it came out on friday and it's got everything that you want out of a borderlands game lots of loot and lots of exploring that you can do with backstory and whatnot if you're interested in that <clears throat> so there's that um alternatively um i think that you were gonna bring this up Danike, but uh gog has their uh their spring sale going on right now <clears throat> and um you can get your hands on one of my favorite games ever uh dying light for about 17 18 bucks right now um and that's like that's that's the full enhanced edition with all of the extras and whatnot on it <clears throat> uh so that's always fantastic as for the last game i'm drawing a blank because <laughs> um i hadn't thought too hard about it but um as for dying light if you've never played the game um came out about the same time as fallout 4 it's a first person parkour game has you running and jumping and climbing climbing and while that might not sound too fantastic it's fan it's it's by far one of the better games that i've uh, zombie games that i've ever played because um you know you gain experience based on what you do in the game. Uh, there's lots of things to collect. Uh, the actual animation of uh, grabbing things up out of the world is fun. And it uses the same colored random loot system that you would see in Borderlands. So it's very approachable. And leveling up and climbing over stuff and being able to drop kick zombies, it's fantastic. The, uh, the story mode, not really winning any awards, but uh, that gameplay is so solid. I've played through it like four or five times now. So, yeah excellent and yeah uh gog does have their spring sale and we have another thing that we'll uh, talk about here in just a minute uh padre two to three games that you recommend for uh, social uh, distancing i would say uh one of them honestly is a, is a game that i i picked up and played just yesterday it's called uh ministry of broadcast nothing too super fancy kind of a, a 2d cinematic platformer um it's kind of a it's got some kind of political satire very running man kind of vibe for those of you who've seen or read that um but it was it, it was a little fun six hour playthrough kind of just takes your mind off things um one of the things i would recommend though is i mean if, if if you're on twitch you know find some people that are playing the jackbox party packs get involved that, that way it's like you're you're still kind of doing the social distancing thing but at the same time you know you're spending time with people and goofing off and having a good time um and with, with being able to do that for free yeah, it's kind of a hard deal to pass up. I, I would recommend that just 
they have Jackbox party packs one through six and people are streaming them all the time. You can get involved and have fun. You could go in from somebody who's got hundreds of people involved and just be part of the audience. If you can't get in um, to somebody who's not pulling as many views that you may be able to actually get more involved in the game itself. Um, and then another one is a personal favorite of mine, uh, Cuphead, because if you have not learned how to beat that game fast, you're going to have a, you're going to have all the time in the world to be pissed off. So <laughs> it'll, uh, it, it's definitely a, a fun one to kind of, to burn some time. And plus, I mean, you can work on your, your speed running with that. It's a, it's a speed runnable game. What's your record at right now? Uh, still at 59 minutes. I'm wanting to go to, uh, I want to get it on PC and work on getting it done quicker, but I just don't have it on PC yet. <laughs> Rocket uh, League's on sale though for 10 bucks, by the way. So oh. Rocket League, Rocket League's another one. I would say that that's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, Greenlee, two to three games that you suggest. Two to three games. Um, Apex Legends uh, for the Battle Royale. Uh, Destiny 2, if you're in for something that is going to be time-consuming and grindy, um, as well as sociable. And then Jedi Fallen Order uh, for a solo game, uh, just because the story was fantastic in that game. Game mechanics were amazing. Um, it was like Dark Souls with lightsabers, so highly recommend that game. Um, that's the only one that's not free to play, um, but Destiny 2 and Apex, you can you don't have to sink any money into. Uh, and then you're good to go. Awesome. Uh, my, I'm going to do three games first. Uh, single player. If you guys want something that you can get lost in Skyrim, there's a bunch of mods. It's really easy to get lost in that game. I myself, if I play Skyrim, I'm sitting down and playing Skyrim. I'm it's at least a three hour endeavor. Um, if you guys are looking for something social, uh, I suggest Paladins. Uh, it's free to play. It's cross-platform. So, you know, you can play with your friends, family, and coworkers, uh, and pile into a Discord call and still have some social interaction with some people um, if you aren't able to uh, go out and meet people or, you know, you're lacking that social interaction from your day-to-day -day life. Uh, just like a third one that I thought of on the top of my head that is probably on the GOG sale right now that you could find is Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. It's just chill vibes. Build roller coasters. Or go mad with power and launch people off of dangerous death machines. Um, it's entirely up to you. <laughs> Make sure they land in your, your neighbor's park, though. That way it drives their safety ratings down. <laughs> <laughs> Sven, the <laughs> the renegade capitalist. Uh, unethical life pro tips unethical. it's like that uh modern it's like problems <laughs> it's like whenever modern solutions <laughs> it's like whenever you go onto reddit and on the ask on the uh, ask reddit subreddit it's like um <laughs> what are some unethical life hacks and it's always like just run a run extension cable from your neighbor's house and use their electricity to watch tv um there's nothing unethical about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Padre's uh, internet is currently a Cat 6 cable, <laughs> a 200 foot Cat 6 cable run across his neighbor's uh, yard. Oh my God. <laughs> He's quarantined. He doesn't know any, he doesn't know anyways. What does it matter? <laughs> right. Uh, mm. So just like a little bit of news here that I also wanted to mention uh, before we start wrapping up the show is uh of course the gog uh spring sale 
um, is on right now. It will be running until Wednesday the 18th. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm looking at the wrong day. Still will be going until March 30th. Um, and they're boasting 2,500 games that are up to 90% off. Uh, so go check that out. Of course, uh, being on GOG, they're DRM-free. Um, and they just have a lot of fantastic games over there. Uh, and I know in the past, we've, or uh, last week, I also did a review of GOG Galaxy. Um, and also, so check that out, and you'll have another uh, launcher you can try to use. <laughs> oh, <laughs> another you, you did the You did God Galaxy 2.0? yes yeah oh so not to rehash what you talked about last weekend but would that be a thumbs up or a thumbs down by you a thumbs up what i ah, like okay. about it and there are just some integrations that they are missing that they really do need to figure out and hash out um the the like they're missing activision blizzard as a mm -hmm. as an integration which kind of stinks, but I mean, you still have Origin, Epic, and Steam all in one place, so you can see all your games that you've installed. Another one that they do need to, that they do need to uh, get an official integration for is Amazon Games, because um, if if you're like me and you hoard uh, all your Twitch Prime <laughs> games, like you just claim claim every offer that they have uh, on Twitch Prime, you have a list of like by this point i have a list of like 150 games that i don't even know i own <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so getting that what, integration what about, what, what about some of the like the the offshot launchers that exist but nobody ever thinks of like the rockstar launcher or the bethesda launcher or the uplay launcher um i think uplay has an official integration but bethesda and rockstars don't um, another thing that they do need to work on um, is they need to get all the friends list stuff figured out. Like the origin, ah. like my origin friends list doesn't show up at all. Um, my, but the my Steam and my Epic friends list do appear. Oh, uh, I think we lost Green Elite there. Oh dear. He done. He done messed up the layout um oh dear you oh, know i was looking at the screen wondering how you did that and now i fully understand how you did it <laughs> please pay no attention to the man behind the mirror <laughs> oh there he is um <laughs> so yeah that's the gog galaxy i do like it it does show you like everything um if when you have everything when you have the things connected that's really nice um what about um well. What about uh, system or um, client incompatibility? Because um, I think for Dying Light specifically, um, which client you, if you buy it on GOG versus Steam, mm -hmm. you cannot cross play between those platforms. Does it point stuff like that out or? So it'll actually launch it from, it'll actually launch it from whatever launcher that it's on. So if it's, well, a, yeah. it's a game, it's Steam, it'll actually open up Steam and then launch it and then you'll have steam okay. open up but um okay yeah that was one thing i noticed that it, it does kind of stink that it opens up launchers um but i don't think there's really any way around it Nah, I, I wouldn't expect it to just being being able to keep track of your whole library under one list is kind of yeah. nice because things yeah. are starting to get out of hand yeah exactly that's the nice thing where it's like i can see everything that i've installed everything that i own um and everything that I can install and whatever else. It'll even point out updates uh, for me as well. Uh, 
yeah then uh steam games festival too uh i want to mention real quick uh because gdc's cancellation steam is hosting a spring uh steam games festival that starts tomorrow wednesday the 18th um it'll run till march 23rd on a monday uh so you guys can demo a bunch of indie games and see what uh will be coming to steam in the future uh, also a great way to get a little extra entertainment if you're unable to work uh right now all right so, done um i'm gonna just say hey green you don't need to put the uh you don't need to have the cam on that's perfectly fine um as long as we can hear you i'm not sure if we can hear him awkward silence uh, <laughs> awkward silence it's okay this is what happens when you do um this is what happens when you do a live show oh and he broke it you broke it again <laughs> um oh boy oh. <laughs> oh the joys of doing a live show um while i fix this let's go on ahead and just wrap up the show uh, and we'll start with you, Will. Go on ahead and tell the people out there who aren't familiar with you uh, where they can find you and uh, what they're going to find when they get there. Uh, you can find me over on YouTube, the youtube.com slash Will Strife. I'm mostly a guides type of person. If you've got time, you can go ahead and binge a couple of the Let's Play series that I've done. I'm heavy role play, and I, there was a lot of heavy edit editing that went into it for the likes of Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, and Skyrim. Uh, the better acting is in the later series. That would be New Vegas and Skyrim because... Uh, it was a bit of a rocky start at the, at the beginning. You can also find me here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash William Strife. And over on YouTube, I am at W Strife, if you are interested in following me. Excellent. Uh, Padre, go on ahead. Hello, I'm Padre. Now, uh, I, I'm just now kind of getting back into the swing of things, so I'm still trying to figure out what my next move is. But until then, you could find me over here on the Twitch at RevSpin. Um, or you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at RevsfinTV. Um, the only thing I know for a fact that I have coming to my channel is uh, Thursday night. We're going to be testing out the new uh, the new Dauntless um, patch. They're they're releasing a whole new escalation. Uh, they got a new beast coming. All kinds of uh, all kinds of neat stuff. And then we're going to be playing a game called Aeolus Tournament, which you've heard me talk about before from Pack South. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of both of those, and then uh tomorrow i'll be actually hosting community night on the anime for humanity channel uh if you'd like to stop by learn more about the charity that i'm the senior community manager for you can do that at twitch.tv slash anime for humanity excellent um since green is mia at the moment uh let me speak on his behalf uh guys go find mr green elite over on twitch that is mr green elite you can also find him on uh twitter under the same name mr green elite and then you can also find him on instagram under uh mr green elite tv i believe or t mr green, uh, tv mr green elite i don't remember which look him up you'll find him um he is currently on vacation so i don't think he'll be streaming um you you <laughs> bitch hello <laughs> you absolute bitch i just mm -hmm. had it fixed <laughs> can't 
can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I just got done speaking for you, so I'm going to talk about what's coming up on my channel. <laughs> you talk about what's on your channel. Oh, man. Um, not a whole hell of a lot that I know of right now. I'll probably be playing Apex. Uh, I might also be doing some Minecraft or something like that. I've been getting the itch for uh, Minecraft, and I just haven't decided how I want to do it. If I want to continue wait, 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 with a free Adderno server, go ahead. You've been you you got bit by Minecraft again. That wouldn't uh, by any chance happen to do with the fact that you checked up on me, would it? <laughs> no. I just have to check. No. No. Okay. No. He I said smiling ego. and facetiously. Yeah, sure. That's what I th <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what? very much because there's a few people, including yourself, who I came into your chat and watched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> watched play um i mean minecraft man it's a great way to spend your time especially if you do the hardcore challenge which is to try to build as many of the freaking farms in the game in vanilla as you can yeah well in you also have a very excellent hardcore series on your youtube channel oh yeah that was like 1.7 1.8 i think it was 1.8 yeah way back in the day oh that was i think that's before your skyrim playthrough no long before the skyrim playthrough Oof. um so yeah that's what's coming up on my channel again i'm still deciding if i want to do like an ad or no server if i want to do a realms or something um other than that guys with our completely broken screen green <laughs> um <laughs> We'll uh, wrap up the show here. Uh, make sure you guys follow all of these, uh, all of the wonderful people here that appear on the show on their social media channels um, and on, of course, YouTube and Twitch. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, our event, our brewing company, has uh, changed from April 25th to uh, being determined at a later date. Uh, please follow me or Greenly on Twitter, and we hope that we can inform you guys on any changes as soon as possible. Otherwise, it's going to do it for this week's episode. We appreciate all of you for joining us this week. Be sure to follow everyone, like I said, on all their social media platforms. If you missed any part of the show, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you like what we do and want to help support the show, the best way you guys can do that is uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a rating and a review on the podcast platform of your choice or share us on your own social media pages. Uh, another big shout out to uh, Will for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on and that we could finally get you on the show. Um, uh, and no guys, have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what we do, give us a rating and review on your favorite platform.